What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. And oh, baby, it's a new week. And uh, Adam, how was your weekend? Did you have a nice weekend? Uh, yeah, I did. It was a good weekend, for sure. Um, yeah, it was a good weekend. I mean, there was something I had planned that didn't go through, but then there was something that I did have planned that did go through that was fun. So, yeah, it was a good weekend. Huh, interesting, interesting. I'm going to say the first one was uh, a girl blew you off, and the second one was your softball team made the playoffs. No, wrong on both accounts. It looked like I was getting curved, but the girl came through in the last minute. So that worked out. <laughs> a buzzer uh, beater. Yeah, I was surprised. I was like, oh, this is not happening. And then it was late. And you know how women are. Once it's late and they're not feeling well, I was like, yep, not happening. Get a call at like 1030. I'm on my way. I was like, whoa, I had to jump in the shower and get ready real quick, you know, because I was like, this is dead for tonight. Because like most women are not coming out that time. Like, you know, especially when you make plans early. So I was like, yeah, this one's done. But she came through in the clutch. Major props for her. A Michael Jordan X moment. It will live on her tombstone forever. Um, and then, yeah, no softball. Uh, <laughs> softball season is over, unfortunately. I mean, they do. It's so weird here. So they start the fall season right around like mid-August. I'm like, really? The fall starts in mid-August. And obviously, I don't play in the fall due to fantasy football. And all my concerns for the fantasy alarm family, because, you know, on Sundays, uh, it's fantasy football all day, setting lineups, tweeting out the news, chats. And, of course, uh, we do our podcast after the games. So, yeah, Sunday is just football all day. No complaints about that. But it keeps me away from Sunday softball in the fall. And um, But, yeah, I did have designs of going to the beach, and it didn't happen. So, uh, hopefully this week. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I hope that uh, that does happen for you. Everybody, I love the beach. I love the beach. Yeah, I feel like I everybody should be there. I haven't gone yet once this year. It's like, and believe it, like summer's almost done. I know it's crazy to say, but we're late July. You know how it is in New York, bro. Like once September hits, it's done. You know, like Labor Day is kind of the official end of summer. And then football and baseball are going on. So I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> I, you know what? Not to, maybe maybe there's a Saturday in September early if the beach is still open and it's nice, I guess. But realistically, you got to get it done now. So, you know, I want to get out to the Jersey Shore. Ooh, ooh. You should do that. You should go out to the Jersey Shore. Um I don't know what the date is. You should go see the fish shows down in Atlantic City. When are they out there? Um, you're not going yeah. there to see them, right? You're going to other places. You're not coming all the way to the East Coast for that, right? No, no, no. I'm uh, for for my legs of the tour. I'm doing Tahoe, Colorado. Then they're playing in San Francisco, and then I'm going to see them in Vegas for Halloween weekend. But they are playing in Atlantic City, and it is in August. Let me get you the exact dates. That would be amazing if you went to those, right? I can get you tickets. Um, oh, August 13th, 14th, and 15th. They're just a couple weeks away, Adam. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Ooh. Hmm. Yeah, I have to see because right as as of right now, I have no drafts that weekend. I have a draft on the seventh, um, the fifth, no, the seventh, the twenty second, and the 29th right now. 
So that's the other thing, too. It's like, oh, there goes, not goes the weekends, but like, you know, you got to be around for those drafts. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's crazy, man. We're like, we're going to be in September before you know it. I feel like this year flew by. Um, it did fly by. I mean, listen, I, I actually, to, to be honest, I don't have any sense of, of timing anymore. Um, you know, the, the pandemic just threw that into the, into the shitter on all of us. And then on top of that, then it was like all sports started up at the same time. And then we've already gone through those seasons already. And then everything else just started up already. And I'm like, I just, I haven't had a breather at all. So um, I honestly, I have no sense of time. So did this year go by very quickly? I I, I believe it might have. Yes. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's messed up, dude. It's totally messed. Unreal. Unreal. Oh, man. But I'll tell you what, man. So NBA finals are done. There's not money. We can't talk about that. Um, you taking a break from the betting here or have you hopped onto the MLB bandwagon yet? Taking a slight break. I did do a small parlay tonight. I took the Tigers money line and the White Sox money line. So I don't, I'm not like the Tigers have been really good and they're, uh, plus 155 on the money line tonight. They do have Matt Manning going, uh, who has been shaky, but Pineda is going for the twins and the twins just traded off Cruz could trade more. So yeah, but I really haven't done much. I did take a little bit of a break. Maybe I'll start getting in a little bit more. But, yeah, I kind of took a break because the NBA was just so grueling for all that time. Yeah. Oh, I hear you, man. I hear you. I'm, <laughs> I'd am i love a break. I'm sitting here. Uh, I'm, I'm in the middle of, um, of, of a little bit of a losing streak. Like the past, I would say – Two weeks, I probably have a, a, a slightly under 500 record. Um, nothing crazy, nothing outlandish. There was one day last weekend where I was like, I think I went 0 for 4 on my props. But um, yeah, I mean, so sitting there today uh, making picks and, and looking at stuff, I was like, ah, man, just getting off of the uh, getting off of the, the the losing streak. I'm like just going for like some safe picks right now. I'm like, just got to regroup. Give me some safe picks right now. Not going to get like a huge return on the investment here. You know, betting a minus 160 money line, but I got to get back on the win column uh, a, a little bit more here. So uh, dealing with that, how do you, what's uh, your, what's your thought process um, when you're on like a little bit of a, a losing streak? Sometimes I'll dial back a little bit or even take a day off. Um, I know we write these articles, so we're putting out content. But, yeah, I mean, when it starts, I would just put out less, you know, um, because your, your confidence level is affected. You know, I know you're supposed to, all right, new day, slate's clean. But when you're going through that losing streak, you start to think, damn, I'm not going to get anything right. Like, I just can't <laughs> get things right. So sometimes it's just best to dial it back a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, it's exactly what I've done as far as, you know, putting the, the money down on my bets. It's very, very minimal right now and looking at some safe money lines and trying to kind of ease up. And then, yeah, even, you know, even my write up for tonight, I was like, you know what? I mean, there's not a lot that I love. Um, small slate, too. Smaller slate. Yeah. So, I mean, there were like two in the best bets. And, you know, usually I'll lock down you know, three or, you know, possibly even four. 
um, that I like, but you know, I was just like, all right. I mean, I was in on the Astros tonight. Um, as far as the, uh, the, the money line, I was like, you know what? And they're the visiting team here. You could probably go with the run line as well. Um, and double dip on that one game. But I was looking at some of the other matchups, man. I was just like, man, this is just, this is one of those days where I just, I wish I could just write the article saying, I don't like anything. I'm taking the day off. Well, what's wrong with that? Why can't, I mean, do you feel like you have to put out content every single day? I feel like I'm I'm sort of obligated to at least make one pick. Okay. I mean, from a content standpoint, I feel like that that's, you know, and you know, listen, if there's if if I if I absolutely hate everything, then yeah, I'll uh, I'll talk to like Servo, who does the best bets on, you know, gives me 2 days off during the week. Um and I'll hit him up and I'll be like, you know, hey, can you uh you know, just pop in a pick here if you like something. I just don't like anything, and you know, I'll sub in that way. I mean, I feel like you know, you just owe it to everybody. But when I'm like, you know, when I'm down on 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 you know a streak right now, I say it in the write-ups. I'm like, this is you know, I'm not loving this. I'm dialing back all my bets. I'm not you know, I'm not investing heavily here, uh, and and you know, and I, I like warn people off on that. Um, because I mean, usually, you know, if somebody buys a subscription to a site, they're usually tailing the picks, right? They're not just, you know, using it for, for helpful advice. A lot of people are tailing those picks and and playing them as their own. Right. Yeah. I mean, and again, I always say too, it's, you know, you should read the content and maybe you disagree with it sometime. Maybe you're on the other side, but that's what we do is we explain why the pick is being made and, you know, I don't think you should ever just tell everyone. I mean, maybe you trust someone like that and you have success, sure. But I think you also want to learn and kind of figure out, okay, well, why is this pick being made? Okay, I understand that rationale. It makes sense. I looked the explanation, saw the explanation. I like it. And then it'll help you learn. It's the same thing like in fantasy, right? You know, we're giving our picks, rankings and all that. But the goal is ultimately to help people learn to become better players, not just spoon feed you everything. Because I've said this before, like when you're doing these drafts and making decisions, there's some intuition involved and creativity in your mind. You know, like you can't just everything we give you, you can't just go based on that. At some point, you have to make some type of decision. You know, you go, oh, oh, you got this guy ranked higher by two spots, but I like the guy two spots lower. Well, yeah, we're ranking them. That doesn't mean like, oh, yeah, this guy's far better, you know, especially if you do multiple drafts. Yeah, I'm going to take maybe the other guy who's two spots lower sometimes based on the construction of my team. You know, I might say, well, I, I have the quarterback and you know what? I kind of want to I like this pairing here. Maybe I'm playing in a little bit of a overall contest. So I want to stack and I'll, I'll take the receiver two spots lower. So there is some intuition and feel roster construction and the same thing with wagering. You, know, you might disagree with someone something that's up and road don't tell it you know but th the goal is here is to teach and learn but hey if you do have success because we do well at wager alarm and you want to tell the picks go ahead yeah i mean again yeah I'm, I'm with you i mean that's not you know it's just i'm not somebody who you know tells somebody else's picks and I, i've never been that way you know i mean when i was you know when i first started you know playing around in the in the gambling space it was very much about you know reading the analysis and and seeing what people had to say about it um 
and then take matching that up with my own work. Like that's the thing. You got you know if you if you if you do your own research, you got to see how everything matches up together. So, um, yeah. All right. Cool. Just uh, you know, kind of a a little lesson there. A little a uh, little gambling lesson. Uh, let's see, lots of other stuff to talk about here, but before we do that, as always, love to shout out to our sponsors, thank them for, uh, helping us keep the lights on. So Adam and I will be right back after this. So Adam, lots of stuff going on in the wonderful world of the football news. I'm sure you've heard, uh, sounds like Aaron Rodgers gonna be playing with the Packers after all. Sounds like they're restructuring the deal and trying to make him as happy as they possibly can, giving him a way out for next year, um, but not so much uh, this year. Thoughts on uh, on Roger staying with the pack? Yeah, I mean, it's not that surprising. I wasn't really sure exactly what he was going to do, only because he's got the money and he's played, but it made sense that this potentially could happen. And now you're going to start to see Devontae Adams move up to the first round, Aaron Jones go late first round, and then Rodgers move up as well. I mean, he was generally going seventh round. He'll, he'll probably move up a little bit. You can make a case maybe for him as the fifth, sixth quarterback off the board. But let's keep in mind, you know, he had the 48 touchdowns last year. The previous three years, 26-15, now the 16 came in seven games. But you know, 25 and 26 touchdowns in – 18 and 19 and then last year 48 so and he's not a running quarterback so i don't again he's fine drafting in that spot can he duplicate what he did well he's not going to throw 48 again but can he throw in the mid 30s sure because uh, he did it last year with essentially the same team so uh but yeah he definitely had by far a career i mean 9.1 touchdown percentage the best of his career 70.7 Completion percentage, best of his career. So it was an absolute career year. Well, yeah, it was an absolute career year, and it's not a it's it's not a year where I'm you know I don't look at that and say oh yeah yeah he's totally gonna repeat those numbers. I mean I'm just I mean that's that's just that's me, and I've I've always been that way, especially when you're talking about a veteran player. You know when they bust out that career year, even in, you know here in the twilight of their. Their year, knowing that it's the same scheme, it's the same personnel. Um, defenses are going to play you differently. They they're just they're, they're going to. When you pop pop a, a career year like that, I always assume that there's going to be, you know, some sort of pullback the following year. You know, when it's a younger player, you look and you say, okay, career year that was fantastic. Is he going to plateau there? Do I think he's got another gear? Or do I think that this is probably as good as it's going to get? And when it comes to, you know, a veteran like Aaron Rodgers, I just don't even see him plateauing here. I see I see some pullback. Yeah, and he had a very favorable schedule last year. A lot of soft defenses. Uh, and look, he took advantage of it. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he had 32 passing touchdowns. And then he's right back in that, you know, QB borderline QB one with all those running quarterbacks. So again, no problem if you're going to take them six, seven, eight off the board, but it's probably not going to be me. And it's not going to be me either. It's just not going to be, um, you know, Devonte Adams. I agree with you. You know, t- I'm going to have to move him up in my rankings back up to, uh, to probably to the number one spot. 
Yeah, um, I. it's hard not to put them one. You know, um, I remember last year we had a roundtable and I suggested to everyone, hey, if Michael Thomas is not the number one wide receiver, who's the next best shot? And I thought it was Devontae Adams. I didn't even think it was close. And I think a couple of people said it. There were some outside the box ones. Um, but yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams <laughs> before 2019, you know, had double digit touchdowns three straight years. And then, of course, last year, obviously, had the career year because Rodgers did. But Rodgers was consistently looking for him in the red zone, even forcing to him at times. He had 149 targets in 14 games, man. <laughs> He's going to get 30 to 35 percent of the target share. So it's all about health. And he obviously is volume dependent. He's not a big play wide receiver, but. You know Rodgers and him have this ridiculous connection, and Rodgers will continue to look for him, and that's all that matters. So, yeah, he's going to be number one. And there were people who did drafts um, in the last month or so that probably got him mid-second round, and that's going to turn out to be a steal. You know, because I had put out a tweet, um, who drafted Cam Akers and Michael Thomas? And a lot of responses I got were like, who the hell drafts now? And I love when they say that because after the fact. <laughs> and it's like, look – it's like, and I said, it's like, look, if you're in one or two leagues, you're not drafting now, but there's best ball leagues that a lot of people play in industry leagues. And, you know, you have to do some of them early. Part of it is, you know, setting, looking at the trends and okay, you know, we have, we have so many drafts that we have to do them early and high stakes leagues. And again, the high stakes leagues, a lot of the guys playing now are probably in 30, 40, 50 leagues. So they're doing a lot of volume. They're trying to get the values now and spread out their ownership so i get that but like to say oh who would draft now you the same the same th you could have drafted the day before the season started and week one those two guys could have gotten hurt it's the same thing you yeah. know i understand you're saying well no you you go in and you know you have a better idea yeah sure you do and most of my high dollar leagues are late august you know and here's the other thing if you're playing in seven eight leagues they can't all be the week before the season they got to spread them out. So it's just funny. I, again, there's both sides to it. And I think it's an interesting discussion. And yeah, I mean, maybe what I feel different if I had Michael Thomas and Akers, probably not because I got to look at it from an objective point of view. I did draft Michael Thomas and won best ball in round three. I didn't get any Akers. So, um, but yeah, there were a couple of people who did send me that they had Akers and Thomas. And look, it's a tough break. At the same time, those who got Henderson around 10, 11, and 12, you got a value. So there's two sides to it. And I just love, oh, who's drafting now? There's plenty of people drafting now. Just because you don't doesn't mean that others aren't. The world is filled with morons, Adam. It I know is that. filled with morons. <laughs> um, I did my pros versus Joe's draft, uh, not this past weekend, the weekend before, right? First two picks, Ezekiel Elliott. I drafted out of the seven hole. Ezekiel Elliott, Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah. See, that's that's a real nice start because Zeke, to me, has an opportunity to finish top three this year. He's in really good shape. Uh, the offensive line is healthier. Dak's back. You know they feed him the football. And he even as bad as he was last year, he still wasn't awful. Now, I hate the whole. He finishes an RB1. Well, a lot of guys were hurt, and he played most of the year. So, of course, if you have that volume, you're going to finish. But uh, – I mean, the fact that he looks like he's in better shape and shed some weight, I think that's good. I know we hear it all the time this year, but for a player like him, where we have seen him a little pudgy at times, uh, I think that's definitely a good sign. Well, it's a very, very good sign. Yeah, loving that even more. 
Absolutely. It takes takes some of the sting off of uh off of the uh the Cam Akers in round three in the uh in the Scott Fish Bowl for me. Yeah, man. Look, it's again, it's unfortunate. It, it these things tend to happen and you know, again, it happened to me in baseball with uh Eli Jimenez, who is back on Monday night somehow. Uh stunning that he's Thanks. back early. Yeah, great. I'm oh, super sorry. happy he's back. Well, if it makes you feel better that my team that has Eloy is not going anywhere. So <laughs> it, Oh, so it's wasted there. So no, it doesn't help. It doesn't doesn't make me feel better. Um but yeah, I mean the the Rosenthal. I mean, look, these things are gonna happen. And um in some leagues you're able to overcome it, but in the really deep formats, uh it's tough. And you just continue to plug away and hope you catch uh, some good players off the waiver wire. I mean, that's the thing too. Like your season's not over. It feels like it a lot of times, but it really is. It. You just have to hope that the rest of the team avoids the injury bugs and then you catch some breaks. I mean, you already caught one with Adams getting in mid second round. He has the ability to finish as number one wide receiver. And then maybe someone else you draft, maybe one of the backup running backs you got later starter in front of him goes down or something happens. So it could easily turn around in the next month or span of six seven weeks before the season starts <laughs> um yeah <laughs> sorry i'm trying to trying to figure out some strategy here uh you're, you're the rasbol right yes this is probably the pick- slowest one where are you picking one you picked first overall yes how many picks have you made one Get the fuck out. Dude, are you serious? And my fishbowl was slow too. I see others in the third, fourth round, and I'm like, really, bro? We haven't even I haven't even made my second pick yet. <laughs> and I picked right at, at the top. I pre-picked. I'm like, just in case I'm not awake, but I was. So I took it off auto and I was there at 11 a.m., made my pick. The next pick was autoed. The next pick was made. So we had three picks, not even a minute past. Fourth pick at 1107. All right, we're cooking. Uh, then 1210, 145, 352, 353, 553. And then, yeah, you know, so, uh, uh, how many rounds, uh, you have you made uh, in what round are you in? Um, we're in the middle of the third round right now. Okay. I am picking 10th. So I've made two picks. Who do you have? Who do you have? Christian McCaffrey. That's it. <laughs> Really? You went chalk with McCaffrey there at number one. Where do you want one, me to huh? go? Where do you want me to go? It's uh I'm just fucking with you. Why yeah. would you go take Zeke Zeke, dude? Nah. McCaff- Be a fanboy. Nah, I don't. I'm not a fanboy. I'm taking the guy who, you know, was putting up 30 points per game last year when he played. I know it was only three, but Yeah. Something tells me that if Michael Conforto was available, you'd take him first. Oh, uh, no, I actually do not have any Michael Conforto this year until I traded for him last week. Because like what I write in the Rona's bonus on Fantasy Alarm, I do myself. <laughs> uh, I, listen, I'm I'm all for that. I'm a practice what you preach kind of guy as well. I'm not going to tell anybody. It's a, that's the theme of this podcast here. We're not going to tell you to make a bet unless we're willing to do it ourselves. Right? I, and that's the thing. Like on Wager Alarm... I don't post a single bet that I don't play. Like, and and that's something that I think people need to know as well. And I don't th- I don't necessarily know if people know that or not. Right? I'm I'm up a few hundred bucks, right? I'm feeling good about it. I'm enjoying it. I play 
every fucking pick that I make. And what you know what kills me? What kills me is listening to analysts like sit there and rattle off, you know, the the their their nine favorite picks for the night um for their bets and they don't play a single one. Yeah, that's that's bullshit, man. Like first of all, you shouldn't be betting nine plays a night for the most part. Like that's how you know a lot of times, yeah, they're definitely not playing it. There might be what one, two percent that have that bankroll and are doing that, but in the long run, it's not going to be a winning proposition. So yeah, you know, usually it's, you know, again, it depends on the slate and it depends what you're feeling, but you know, for basketball, uh, basketball is different because you had one, one night at seven games, one night at 12. So it really depended, but it's not, i never gave more than I think six combined between props and bets on a given night. Yeah. Uh, you listen, I'm kind of in, you know, in that, in that, same area there i'm probably giving out like on average seven eight picks you know between picks and props um for the night that's i'm not i'm not gonna bet more than that and you know unless there's something that like really stands out to me but well that's a little backtrack there all right so ras bowl so for anybody who doesn't know the ras bowl is a uh a whole mess of different divisions there. There's a big overall thing at the end. Um, 12 team leagues, best ball, PPR format. There's no tight end premium. Those six points for a passing touchdown this year um, instead of four. Uh, that's what they've done. I picked 10th. And uh, wouldn't you know, like right in front of me, man, right? It's like Eckler, Chubb. Jonathan Taylor, Travis Kelsey. I'm like, okay, cross them off, cross them off, cross them off, cross them off. Um, this was all before all the, uh, the 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 Aaron Rodgers stuff here. I passed up Saquon Barkley. I passed up Aaron Jones. I passed up Devontae Adams. I passed up Tyreek Hill as well. I took Antonio Gibson, Adam. That was my number one pick. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of him. I got him in round two. Um, he's been depends on where you're drafting. Uh, he sometimes falls to early two. I took him in FSGA in the second round. That was a 14 team league. So, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Gibson. I was last year, had him on several teams, and I just think second year in the league, they're going to feed him a little bit more. They talked about how they wanted to immerse him into the offense last year and not give him too much since he was learning the running back position. Uh, so, yeah, I like him. I mean, again, those receivers are probably safer. Um, but if you want to get a running back, uh, you have to. Uh, he might have made it back to you in the second round, but it's not a guarantee. Yeah, it's not a guarantee. And again, I wasn't going to take Devontae Adams not knowing the Rodgers situation. Right. At the time that, you know, this pick was up, there was there was still no clarity in that. So I stayed away from Green Bay. I didn't want to go with Barkley. I mean, I you know, even though I you know I'll target, you know, if I draft him, I'll target Devontae Booker, but just no interest in 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 making that a, a you know the headache for me. Um, to me, it came down to Gibson, Aaron Jones, and Tyreek Hill, and I just you know I, I went with Gibson there first. So Aaron Jones goes right after me. Saquon Barkley, Tyreek Hill. Devontae Adams, it's back to me. Best ball, I'm all about, you know, especially when you're playing in a 20-round draft, uh, I'm about hitting the running backs, the quarterback, maybe the tight end. 
uh, a little on the early side, uh, lock that in, and uh, and then just you know just play the odds with the uh, play the numbers with the uh, with the wide receivers. Although I don't know, we'll see what happens when it comes back to me in the third. But I took Clyde Edwards-Alaire with my second pick, so I've got in a PPR format two strong pass catching running backs, both re you know reintegrated into the their new system. They've got each each one is now. Uh, spent the uh, the year learning and the off season learning the system even more, um, and I was looking for some uh, you know a little bit of a, a little bit of high end upside there, so that's where I went. Passed up on the Diggs and the Hopkins and the Ridleys. No Mixon, no J- Najee Harris for me. Certainly not taking DeAndre Swift. Mm. So that's where I'm at. Two picks in. Well, one more pick than me. <laughs> I wonder if I'll even make a second pick tonight. Well, how far away are you on in the second round? Where are they? Um, there are one, two, three, four, five, six picks than me. Oh, yeah. You're going to bed without making that pick. You're waking up tomorrow morning to find out that you're on the clock and you yeah, got about for- like – Three minutes left yeah, to make exactly. that. And then they all get pissed at me. I'm like, dude, I was up all day yesterday and you guys slowed it down. I work at I work late at night. I'm a night owl. Sorry, I'm not up at 7 a.m. when you guys go to work. You guys didn't have that concern for me on Monday. Who's uh who's in your in your league? Anybody I know? Uh Ken Zalus is in it. Oh yeah, I know Zalus. Yeah. Pressbox online. Yeah, I don't think I know anyone else in this league. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Let me see. Yeah, I don't think I know any of these guys. Yeah, nah, I don't know who they are. Jeez, see, I didn't, I didn't luck out like that and have people who don't know me or I don't know them. I got Justin Vreeland from Fantasy Alarm. He's oh, in my wow. league. Okay. Jeff Power from uh, from RT Sports. He's in mm-hmm. my league. The Kangas man, Charles Kangas. One of uh. FA Nation's finest. Uh, he's in the league as well. So at least I, you know, and he's he's the son of a bitch who took Nick Chubb two picks in front of me. Oh, yeah, that was intentional. Well, he did. He did. Are you kidding? He knows it. He knows it. He's also happens to be a big Cleveland Browns fan, so. Okay, well, yeah. So Homer and screwing you in the process. Right? What the hell's that all about, man? What I do only I, I offered up friendship and you know open arms to you know helping people out and look 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 at how they repay me, dude. So messed up. People have no respect. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's insane. So, all right. Well, you know what, man? Listen, these drafts are uh, way too early to sit there and kind of detail and analyze and well. We're not making any betting picks for uh, for tomorrow, so uh, well, that's baseball, Susan. And I think uh, think uh, I've I've had it with you. Gotta go get ready for another live stream anyway. So, uh, what do you got going on later tonight, dude? Oh, you got a uh, you got a show with Jen Piacenti. That is correct. So if you miss it because it's the day after, you could always check it out in the SXM app as well as Fantasy Alarm Show with Howard Bender and Jim Bowden. Right, right, right. Or how about alarm after hours uh, tonight at uh, well, it's midnight to two a.m. on Monday night. Howard Bender and John and Pemba. 
That is right, because uh, Justin Fensterman is a dad, so uh, he'll take some time off, and uh, I'll be with John and Pemba on the Alarm After Hour show uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be uh, this is a, it's a it's a it's a busy week for a lot of us, and it's gonna be a ton of fun. But yeah, fence to your dad. That's the crazy part, dude. It really is, right? Before oh. us. <laughs> oh. Well, I mean, you have no designs of becoming a dad. Uh, for me, I don't know. Uh, it's 50-50 at this point. Maybe less, maybe less but. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this, man? Do you see the, uh, you see the name, Fancy's daughter? Mia. Right. Mia Libby Fensterman. So I said, I asked him, I said, because you love Mia Ham." He's like, yeah, that's exactly why. <laughs> oh, I see. I, I turned around. I was like, so, um. You gave her those initials so that when she's an older woman, she's still a MILF? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Wow. Damn. <laughs> you know, you always yeah, wonder, like. Instagram at MILF Fensty. Oh, my God, dude. That would be hysterical. That would be hysterical i've already told james grande he's got to start sending him pictures of his son because grande's son is like a little more than a year old right yeah get that arranged marriage right there exactly <laughs> you always wonder how many jokes you can make before it like pisses off a new dad i know right we'll, f <laughs> we'll find out that's that's exactly what i'm trying to do i'm trying to find out how far can I push the envelope with Fensty before I get the call and be like, hey, bro, I mean, come on, man. That wasn't nice. <laughs> really? I mean, I like, get it. On, you know, we on. know each other a long time. We're good friends. But come on. Kind of crosses a line. <laughs> I'm good with anything except that. <laughs> except that. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, so that's going to do it for us here tonight. On the Annie Up podcast. Yeah, listen, we'll be back uh, with our regular schedule here, and then you know it. Adam, Alarm After Hours, uh, and Fantasy Sports Tonight, Monday through Thursday for him. I'm all over the place. Fantasy Alarm during the day, Monday and Friday nights, Alarm After Hours. Um, yeah, so there you go. For all your draft needs. Uh, my good man, Adam Ronis, and me, Howard Bender, we can help you guys out. Don't forget, Fantasy Alarm NFL Draft Guide. Go to fantasyalarm.com slash draft now. Use the promo code draft now, one word, and uh, get 20% off. Or just get the whole NFL package, seasonal NDFS, everything. Fantasyalarm.com slash get NFL. Promo code Bender takes 50% off. So time's running out on those uh, on those special deals. So got to get into them while you can. That's going to do it for us here tonight. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.